Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Geoff Lacey. We're talking poetry. At a museum in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Welcome to the Peapod. This week we've come to the Petersfield Museum where we'll find out all about this year's Edward Thomas Literary Festival. We'll speak to Chairman of the Edward Thomas Fellowship, Jeremy Mitchell, about the upcoming festival and the Edward Thomas Study Centre here at the museum. We also hear from Irish poet and festival patron Michael Longley and his literary critic wife Edna and Shine Radio's Noni Knees finds out what the museum has in store this season. Susie's Wild Walk comes from her last day in Wales on holiday. And we end the people with a song from local band Vox Deluxe called Right In Front Of You. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. Hello, Claire. Hello, Geoff. We're out and about on a Monday evening. Yeah, we haven't done this for a while. We haven't. It's good. It's good to be back again. And do you know what happened about three years ago on a Monday? I do. And we were terrified. Well, I certainly was. It was the 1st of October and it was our very first Peapod. It was. A wet Monday night where we went up to St Peter's Church, joined the bell ringers. One of us had a bit of a tight squeeze getting up the stairs. It was a very small spiral staircase. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wow. 137 episodes later. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And this week we're at the museum. We are. Looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So those three years have just whizzed by. I'm not too sure where they've gone. We've had a pandemic. I've... Lost weight, put on weight. Gained a beard. Gained a beard, lost Gained. a beard. Now wearing, what would you describe them as, Claire? Well, they're growing sideburns. Good old M- chops, though. Mut- was it mutton chops or lamb chops? What would you call it? Oh, I don't know, but some kind of chops. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking good. Thank you very much. The Mr Bumble character is coming yes, along. Yes, we've got ten days. I'm hoping they're going to grow a little bit more. Uh, but I think I may have gone a little bit too early. Because everyone thinks I look a bit of an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got to have them for the role, though. Otherwise you'd be putting false on, wouldn't you? Yes, and they tried to find some false ones, but they was about 30-odd pound. And I would imagine not do your skin any good. Oh, no, and you know my skin. Well, I remember I need moisturising at the best of times. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to cover more of that next week, aren't we? Because we are doing a pea pod at the moving day of Winton Players Oliver Twist. We are. So looking forward to that. We are. But joining us... Here at the museum, and the cross talk is the famous Noni Needs from Shine Radio. Noni, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Joffy. And you look really lovely with those mighty fine chops of yours. <laughs> you actually terrified me. I thought, oh my goodness, he looks very Edwardian. He does look like Mr. Bumble. You're vibing him already. I think they're mighty fine. Thank you very much. Maybe you should keep them for Halloween. Yes. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You'd scare everybody all day, not just at night. Oh, it's good to have you with us, Oleni. You've been doing a lot on your Rise and Shine show about what's going on in the Petersphere, and you're also here to talk to Lewis at the museum about what's what's coming up here at the museum. Yes. Lewis is new to the museum, and I love this museum. It's fabulous. Um, so it'd be nice to find out what the plans are for them, you know, and what what events are coming up and... and, um, What's happening in marketing here? Ah, so I'm going to ask the pair of you. Who's your favourite poet? 
that silence tells me all. <laughs> we have I a couple. I was going to say Byron W. H. Auden. Um... I thought I'd better say Edward Thomas. <laughs> Edward Thomas. Wow. You, so, Joff? Well, actually, I'm a bit partial to Philip Larkin. Oh, yes, I like Philip Larkin because mm. I went to school in Hull. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I did actually put a Philip Larkin poem on Facebook the day the Queen died. Did anyone see that? No. Mm. I actually can't Do remember. Can you remember? I was going to say, can you remember it? <laughs> can you remember to, the to poem? In times when nothing stood but worsened or grew strange, there was one constant good. She did not change. There we go. Very good. Bravo. Thank you very much. Bravo, bravo. Well, we're actually in the study centre here, the Edward Thomas Study Centre, which is where we're recording. And we are surrounded by books, Joff, and there's a massive Philip Larkin book right behind me. Yes, I've actually got... I've got it, actually. Mm. I've got all his poetry and his two novels and his letters that he wrote. Wrote loads of letters. So, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll have to talk to Jeremy a bit more about that when we speak to him. (laughs) I didn't know you were so knowledgeable about Philip Larkin. That is a very, that's a surprise. Yeah, Where did you get that inspiration from? Well, it's, I did A-level English at the Comprehensive. You constantly surprised me. I know. Took three, took three years to get an E. But uh, my, my uh, tutor at the time, he was into Philip Larkin. He, he actually did a presentation and it, it just inspired me. And it is, yeah, his two novels, which he wrote 1946, 47, were very poetry based. And yeah, really good novels. Well, clearly, you know, you love your Amdram as well, so English has stood you in good stead. It does, yes. Fabulous. Yes, thank you. Thank you. There you are. There you are. I can surprise you always. Always on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. That's why I keep coming back to doing Peapods <laughs> three years later. Well, we would love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please call or WhatsApp us on 01730 or email team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, Noni talks to Lewis Webb about what's on here at the museum. Normally, I would be introducing my chat with John, but he didn't show this week he was in hamburg and i got a text late sunday uh so i'll be back with john very very soon and all he'd like me to say is peaceful post is out every wednesday or subscribe to the digital version but first with national poetry day on thursday october the 6th it was only right that the edward thomas literary festival should start on this date too now in its third year the festival runs from october the 6th until the 9th with live and streamed events. Based at the Peaceville Museum, Chair of the Edward Thomas Fellowship, Jeremy Mitchell, joins us now. Hello, Jeremy, how are you? Hello, Josh. I'm very well, thank you very much. Good to see you both again. Well, thank you for having us back. Now, how big is this week going to be for you? Oh, massive. It's the biggest event that we've had so far. And we've got people joining us from all over the world. And for the last couple of years... We've always, I'm going to go kind of in reverse order because one of our highlights is always our chat with the Robert Frost Society. So we link up with them on a Saturday night um, digitally and talk about a certain aspect of Edward Thomas's work. This year is quite special because it's the 125th anniversary of the publication of Edward Thomas's first book, which is The Woodland Life. And that was published when he was 19 years old. And, uh, yeah, funnily enough, we've got copies of it here in the uh, Edward Thomas Study Centre. That's always amazing. Claire, I'll ask you both, what were you doing at 19? Could you have written poetry 
and have it published? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's an incredible talent, it isn't is. it? It is. Yeah. It's quite amazing. Um, and the, the, the whole sort of prose in there is poetic. Uh, we were chatting it through because it's, it, it's basically the woodland life is the theme of this year's festival. And we were chatting it through with one of the a chap called Bob Hass, who's the chair of the Robert Frost Society, and he was saying, "Look, there's 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 passages in there that are iambic pentameters just across the lines of the prose. So yeah, that that's rhyming prose. It's it is truly wonderful, and you can see where later on in life, when Thomas moved away from what he called hack work, i.e., work he had to do to make a living." to writing poetry, how it just flowed from the page. Now, this is the third festival, is that correct? that's right. And I remember when you first started, a lot of it was done remotely, as you mentioned. So this year, are you having more events in person as well as as offering them digitally as well? Yes, we are. So we're we're starting off on the Thursday with the, the first sort of main event is a reading of a play for words called The Other Man, which was written by an Edward Thomas Fellowship member uh, back in 2015 about the meetings, the initial meetings between Frost and Thomas. And that's being um, read for us by uh, members from the Lion and Unicorn, local players. And so that, that's, going to be, that's going to be amazing. And uh, that's going to be... All of our live events are going to be run from the courthouse in Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery. And it's, 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 it's a great setting for it because we can have the audience in one part and then the um, actors who are reading the play up in the other part. And it's, it, it's just a wonderful setting. Why is Edward Thomas considered a war poet when most of his poems are about his time in nature? That's interesting. I think it's <laughs> he didn't get his timing right very much. <laughs> I think that's that's basically what it is. Um, yes, he's a he's a war poet in as much as that he is a poet of the First World War, but he gets classified as a war poet, and so he's put in that same genre as people like Secret Sassoon, Wilfred Owen, who wrote about the the real muck and grime and hardship of the trenches um, whereas Thomas was writing about the impact of the war on life at home whether that be nature whether it be the people who live, lived in the countryside and you can see that through some of his poems like As the Team's Head Brass and uh, Lights Out and all, all those sorts of um, very similar poems Now, you're chair of the Edward Thomas Fellowship. What does the fellowship do? The fellowship exists to perpetuate the life and work of Edward Thomas and and his family through meetings, talks, and now uh, helping with Petersfield Museum with running the literary festival. Um, It's been in existence 42 years now. It was set up uh, by Mivanwi, that's the his daughter the younger and in conjunction with a lady called Anne Mallinson who lived over in Selborne and ran the Selborne bookshop for many years and she was always selling Edward Thomas books 
And so it became a meeting place for um, Edward Thomas lovers, aficionados, and then they started to do walks from Selborne across to the poet stone on the shoulder of mutton and then back again, um, maybe via Hawkley, stopping for a bit, a bite to eat. And after they'd been doing that, I think probably for about 12 years, uh, they thought, well, actually, we've got something going here. We need to set up some form of organisation. And there was a quite a bit of discussion about whether it became a society or a fellowship. And Mavanwi was very adamant that it was a fellowship because she wanted it to be about friendship. She didn't want it to appear too academic. So it could be, it was for everybody. And so a bit like the Fellowship of the Rings, I suppose, you know, it brings, brings everybody together. And what are you looking forward to most about this year's festival? Oh, wow. Um, there's, there, there's so much. I think on the Saturday, we've, we've got a wonderful uh, programme. We, we've got an initial meeting. I'm, I'm chatting with a chap called Ben, who lives in Spain, and he's translated Thomas's work into Spanish. So uh, last year, I talked to a lady called Seiko from Japan, who's translated his work into Japanese. And it's just talking about the, the joys and frustrations of translating poetry. Then we run into a brunch of poets. I think that's a lovely name. Because <laughs> um, it's quite early. Well, it's not that early, but 10 o'clock um, Saturday morning. And we've got six poets who are all going to be reading bits of their work and a favourite Edward Thomas poem of theirs. And we've, we've got people in there like Jess Mukherjee, um, our local Catherine Bevis, and also local Elora Sutton, who has been a poet in residence here for, for three months earlier in the year. And uh, just a, uh, just an advance note that uh, she's going to be launching, or we're going to be launching her book of poetry that she wrote based on her time here during that residency. It's simply called Three Months in Petersfield, but it is lovely. It really Really, is. she is a she is a great poet, and we've got Yvonne Reddick, who's coming down from Manchester, and again another poet, and then um, Daljit Nagra, who was with us last year in conversation with Andrew Motion, and then I think I think finally the sort of icing on the cake and the bit that I am really most thrilled about is having Michael Longley giving a, a session of readings for us, and. I know, Claire, you've um, spoken to him recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he has just won a very prestigious poetry prize, which I think is is the pinnacle of anybody's... I suppose you, you wouldn't even be ambitious to be awarded it. It only comes out once every five years. And as patron of our festival as well, it's great that he and Edna, his wife, are coming over from Ireland and they're going to be with us in person this year. So is there anything new happening at the festival this year? Yes, amongst all those other exciting things, on the Friday night, that's the 7th of October, I think, we've got our first open mic event. And it's open to anybody to come along. Uh, You can find out details on the museum website, uh, peacefieldmuseum.co.uk. And some of the poets who are going to be reading on Saturday are joining us to just freestyle. It's bring some poems along, do some readings, or just come along and listen. And so 
we're, we're going to get some new poems and hopefully some budding poets along as well. Are there tickets for that or can people just turn up? There are tickets for that uh, because the courthouse is fairly limited in its um, in the numbers that we can take in. So we do have uh, to control the ticket sales or numbers attending. So it is ticketed, but uh, it is available online as well. So it will be it will be streamed. So wherever you are, whoever you are, come and join us. It sounds a really exciting festival. I'm so thrilled that it's built on your first year and it just keeps mm. building and building. Yeah. So congratulations on, on everyone who gets involved and, and yourself as well, Jeremy, and best of luck with it all. Yeah, thanks very much. It is, as you say, very much a team effort. We couldn't do it without the, the, the museum and the team. I, I, I do the easy part. I, f- I find the speakers and the people and then I, I pass them over to Ryan and Lewis and, uh, and the others to make a programme out of it. <laughs> They're doing a great job. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. This week, Susie walks in the Priscelli Hills on her last walk of her holiday in Wales. Well, it's our last day in Wales and I just had to do another wild walk because we come up into the Presley Mountains. You can tell I'm now fully Welsh because I can pronounce it a a bit more accurately. Um, And I'm lurking in Carnartha and I now know Arth means bear. I mean, I knew the name Arthur was, but Arth is actually the Welsh word for bear because I got myself a child's picture dictionary, so I'm now fluent. I'm looking out from... It's a high point. It's so sheltered, hence so quiet. I give you it's quiet. Um, despite the fact there's quite a brisk wind today um, and there are dark clouds just fingering their way over the nearest mountain. Oh, there's blasted air, aircraft now. But I'm looking out over, you know, it's such a cliche, isn't it? A silver sea. But it absolutely is because it's so dark and just sheep-studded here. Um, but looking out towards the coast, it's still really sunny there with blue sky and fluffy white clouds. Um, and here is dramatic. You can sense the long fingers of the Grey King. Actually, that's miles away, but anyway. Just sort of fingering its way over this way. And it has just been such a lovely, lovely time that, and you know, I kept thinking, where should we go next year? And put in all these sort of search terms of what we wanted. And I realised I'd basically described where we've been this year. So, yes, we're definitely coming back. Um, and there's something so exhilarating about that cold water swimming when you know you can just run back for a hot shower. Wonderful. So today the tide was right up, nearly licking at the feet of the church, um, the remains of the church. Uh, so we didn't have an early morning swim, so we thought we'd come for a long walk. But we will have an evening swim and then it's home. So have a lovely week and... Uh, Here's to next year. Since it reopened in June 2022, the Peaceful Museum and Art Gallery has hosted collections, exhibitions, theatre productions and more. Shine Radio's Noni Knees is here now to find out what's currently on offer at the museum from communications manager Lewis Webb. Hello, Lewis. 
Hi. <laughs> it's lovely to have you here on the Peapod. Now, before we get to what you do here, let's find out a little bit about you. You are, is it a month into your new job here as now officially marketing and development manager? Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel? Yeah, it's really exciting. So I've been here about a month now, but it feels like I've been here quite a long time. I feel well established in the team now. And I love working with everybody. It's a fantastic place to work. Now, as a a new communications manager, where have you hailed from? What did you do before? A little bit about you. Uh, So I've been in education for about 10 years. I was teaching in primary schools locally, uh, but just fancied a change really. So So do you know Petersfield? I do. I know it quite well. My family live within the area. So I've got family in Farnham. I'm from Godalming, but I've also got family in Alton as well. So I do know the area quite well. It's quite a special place, isn't it? The Pe- well, I think it's it quite is. a it's special lovely. place, the Petersfield yeah. Museum. And Petersfield, it's of beautiful. course. Yeah. So what drew you to working in a museum, having come from education? Well, I've always loved history. I started off doing a history degree, and I think museums have a really important place in society, um, particularly local museums, because they provide a real sense of community and a sense of place. They celebrate a collective heritage, It's great that we can get to know our history and preserve that for future generations. So I think museums are fantastic places and I love working here. It's fantastic. So what do you love particularly about the Petersfield Museum since it's reopened uh, in 2020? I think what we do so well here is that we provide something for everybody. So we tell a story of Petersfield and the surrounding area. We do that in quite a unique and clever way. So we do that through art through social history through historic dress through photography for poetry through social history so we do that um in a very broad and creative way and that's what i love and i'm loving getting to know all the collections and working with everybody and meeting all the visitors who come in and all the volunteers as well that work here now you've recently won an award do you want to tell me a bit about that we have, yes. So we've won the Owl Award, which is very exciting. Such a lovely name. Yes. <laughs> um, so obviously we've had a massive development um, where we've reopened um, and we won the award for um, all the work that went on through that development programme. So it's very exciting to share that with the local community. We're very proud of our museum um, and we want to share that with everybody. So if you haven't visited, please do come in and visit. We'd love to see you here. It's quite a surprise if you come here to what standard the exhibits are. It it doesn't feel like a very, it doesn't feel like a small museum. It feels like part of a very big established museum in London. Oh, thank you. kind of you to say. It's got hidden drawers, which is a feature of museums that I love. The discovery. Great for kids. So what in particular do you hope to be doing here? Well, we hope to put on lots more events for the community, We are intending to also use our art gallery, the Flora Twart Gallery, to put on lots of different art exhibitions throughout the year. So they will will change on a rolling basis. So do come and visit the exhibitions because there will be something for everybody. And we want to champion local artists, but also artists further afield as well and showcase lots of different art so people have a real breadth of um, collections and artwork that they can come and have a look at and that they can enjoy. Now the last big exhibition at the Flora Tort Gallery was Paul Arego and now you've come to something local. Tell me about the two artists that you have currently on exhibit and tell me when uh, Uh, they're on until. It's until 26th of November. 
Uh, so it's called Traces in the Landscape. And it's Alison Crowther and Kate Boucher. Um, Alison works with wood, so she carves beautiful um, patterns out of wood, mainly English oak. Um, and Kate Boucher works with charcoal, so she's predominantly a, a charcoal artist. And she has these evocative, beautiful charcoal drawings of landscapes. And the artwork is sitting next to one another in our gallery. There's a real synergy between the artwork, beautifully created by our head of exhibitions um, and collections, Louise Weller. Um, so we're showcasing that at the moment in our Flora Twart gallery. And as I say, it'll be on until the 26th of November. And what other things can you see at the uh, museum here? What other exhibitions are on currently? We have a sci-fi exhibition, so that's been running for a little while now, but it's going to be carrying on until um, May time. Um, so it's called Science Fiction, the area that inspired a genre. Um, and the exhibition focuses on the work of H.G. Wells and Sir Alex Guinness and their work within the genre of science fiction. So if you haven't seen that, please do come along and have a look at that wonderful exhibition. And what things do you have for children? Because I know you're very child-centric here. We are, yes. We like to put on lots of events for children. We want to be an inclusive and accessible museum and art gallery for everybody. So we have dressing up, which I know that children love and they're always engaging with that. And some grown-ups, Lewis. And grown-ups too, <laughs> yeah. So don't feel afraid to dress up if you come to the museum. Um, make sure you take a picture and tag us there in social media because we love to see those photos. He's got his marketing hat yes, on marketing already. Yes, marketing hat on, yeah. Um, yeah, so dressing up. We have lots of hands-on interactive exhibitions as well that we know children love to engage with. We also run family days, and toddler takeover days. So we have some coming up at Halloween, so do check out our website. And what is that website address? It's petersfieldmuseum.co.uk. Are you looking forward to Thursday and uh, the the poetry festival? Very exciting. How have you been involved in that? Um, Being involved in working with Jeremy to make sure that we have a really exciting lineup of participants, but also marketing the event. So I've been in touch with lots of local newspapers, um, being in touch with lots of poetry societies just to get the events out there so people know what we offer because we want people to come and enjoy their time here. Um, So it's very exciting. Have a look at our website, um, look at all the events that we have coming up and we hope to see so many of you here um, for the Edward Thomas Literary Festival, which is going to be amazing. Very excited. Lewis, um, good luck with your job and all the lovely work that you're obviously going to be doing to promote the museum. Thank you. And um, looking forward to to seeing you again soon. Yes, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? The Petersfield Museum hosts the Edward Thomas Literary Festival, taking place from October the 6th until the 9th, with four days of talks, readings, music, plays, discussion and debate. More information can be found on the museum's website. Gallery number 30 is having a wine-tasting evening on Thursday the 6th of October from 7 until 9pm. Price is £20 and includes six great wines to sample. Call 01730 858 856 to book. A brand new pop-up show called All One Way will be presented at the Beedale's Lupton Hall on Friday the 7th of October. More details are on the Beedale's events website. The Leather and Lace Rock Show comes to the TPS studio on Friday the 7th of October, featuring some of the finest rock musicians on the UK theatre circuit today. Tickets can be purchased from the TPS studio's website. The Honey Show takes place on Sunday, October the 16th at Sky Park Farm from 10 until 4. Postponed from September the 10th, this day is for honey experts or lovers, with events and activities all in celebration of bees. 
And if you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a new episode of Talking Books to now listen to. This month, Susie and Tim bring you a bumper edition with two interviews, as well as their usual book reviews and recommendations. You can listen to Talking Books and more at shineradio.uk, bringing you also a brighter mix of great music, local news and information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. Patron of the Edward Thomas Literary Festival is renowned Anglo-Irish poet Michael Longley, who, along with his wife Edna, herself a literary critic and one of the foremost scholars of Edward Thomas studies, spoke to Claire earlier. Well, I'm delighted to have both Michael and Edna Longley on the line with me now. Hello, both of you. How are you? Lovely to hear you. We're very much looking forward to going to Petersfield. We've participated in the festival by Zoom for the last two years, so it's it's, it's wonderful to be actually going there in person. Have you been to Petersfield before? Um, Not for some years, but we've visited the Edward Thomas country um, from time to time. Um, for, for several decades, really. And how do you feel about revisiting and coming back to it? Well, very looking forward to exploring the museum and, and, and seeing how the Edward Thomas material there has grown and developed since we were last in the museum. And to meeting other enthusiasts and lovers of Thomas. I'm taking part in a conversation with uh, Robert Frost, um, aficionados in America, and that's been, a, I think, a, a wonderful event. I've learned a lot from it, um, because Robert Frost was a very important influence in Edward Thomas and friend of Edward Thomas, and there's an extraordinary conversation, if you like, uh, between their poems and uh, this event at the festival, I, I, I think is, is important for advancing our sense of the... Uh, of a very crucial uh, literary relationship between Robert Frost and Edward Thomas. And has that been a highlight of yours for the past festivals then? Yes, it has. I think we're, we're inclined too much, uh, critics, academics, readers, to put poetry in national boxes and the artistic conversation between Frost and Thomas is an Anglo-American conversation which has been very important to poets whom, whom they have have influenced, but Edward Thomas isn't sufficiently known in America, uh, although Robert Frost is pretty well known in Britain. So I think it's helped understanding of how important a poet Edward Thomas is that his connection with Frost and his interaction with Frost is being more fully recognised. Absolutely. And what are you looking forward to about being part of the festival this year? Just being, uh, say, being back in Edward Thomas country, we visited various parts of the, the, the countryside associated with him at Steep um, around that area, uh, as well as being in, in Petersfield. And uh, I just want to breathe the atmosphere of Hampshire again, I think. And in, in a self-centred way, I'm looking forward to reading with other poets on uh, Saturday morning in celebration of the great Edward Thomas. And what inspired you both to get involved in the Edward Thomas Literary Festival in the first place then? Well, we, we fell in love. Uh, as students at Trinity many, many years ago uh, with Edward Thomas. And uh, it was rather a a private enthusiasm. Uh, But his reputation grows every day, every year. And uh, it's marvellous to be going and to be meeting people uh, who enthuse about him as we have done for my God nearly 60 years. It was that when we were students at Trinity College Dublin 
that we uh, read Edward Thomas and there was a, a, an English lecturer who I remember recited, uh, if, if I should ever by chance grow rich, I'd buy Codham, Cockridden and Childerditch, roses, pergo and lap water and let them all to my elder daughter. And, and I was hooked on Thomas from the moment I heard that poem read. You've written quite extensively, Edna, about Edward Thomas, haven't you? Uh, you're one of the foremost scholars about Edward Thomas. Can you explain a bit about what inspired you to write about him? Well, after first falling for the, the sound of his poetry, I later came to uh, edit and annotate his poems. Um, Thomas is a very extraordinary case a poet who, before he became a poet, uh, wrote prose for, for years. He didn't begin to write poetry until he was 36, uh, after he'd produced a vast output of prose. And the very curious thing is that his prose forms a kind of hinterland for his poetry. There are images and passages in the prose, which he, he later, through some alchemy, uh, turned into poems. And, and my annotated edition illustrates that and shows some of the places the poems came from. And then more recently, I've been editing his critical writings on poetry, which are not very well known. Also, before I became a poet, he wrote a great many reviews of poetry between 1900 and 1914. And that's an extraordinary and little-known archive, um, which I edited and which will be printed perhaps next year. And of course, the Petersfield Museum has the Edward Thomas Study Centre as well. And I imagine you're very excited about coming to see that for the first time. Yes, and it's wonderful. There is a centre where um, aficionados of Edward Thomas, students of Edward Thomas can, can, can come and, and work and, and read. Now, Michael, you're the patron of the Literary Festival. Why did you want to become the patron? What made you want to get involved? Well, it's rather thrilling to have my name in the same sentence as Edward Thomas's. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a poet with perfect pitch, I think, uh, a perfect poet. And uh, he represents practically everything I admire or look for in great poetry. So, um, I mean, it was a, a huge honour to be asked. Uh, I mean, to put it simply, I revere Edward Thomas and his poetry. Now, you're one of Northern Ireland's foremost contemporary poets, Michael. When did you start to write poetry? Oh, when I was about 16, uh, as a result of um, falling in love, I suppose. But I, I became obsessed with it as a way of life, as well as uh, a way of thinking and behaving. I became obsessed with it when I was an undergraduate at Trinity, at the age of about 19 or 20. And uh, I've been thinking about poetry and trying to write it ever since, which is 60 years or more. It's, it's my religion, if you like. It's how I uh, make sense of the world. And uh, it's a daily preoccupation. One of the artists who indicated how it might be done uh, was Edward Thomas. I mean, he's a great, great formalist. Um, he's a master of Stanzaic shape and uh, the singing line. If you want to know how to write poetry, young poets, I would say, uh, go and read Edward Thomas. That's great advice. Now, you're about to accept an amazing European Arts Award in November, Michael. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Well, it came out of the blue. Very nice thing to happen to you when you're 83. 
It was a marvellous surprise, and it's without any of that awful shortness surface, you know, when you're kept in suspense. It just came, and I'm going in November to accept the prize, and I've just finished writing my acceptance address, and it's only awarded every five years, and it's been won in the past by uh, the great W.H. Auden and by one of my favourite Italian poets, whom I can only read in translation, Eugenio Montali. So uh, what a, a, a lovely flash of light, what a sunburst of excitement the news was when it came through. That's fantastic. Congratulations. So both of you, why is poetry important? That's an, an, an enormous question. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I, I think that Michael might tell you more, say more about this, but the address he's written to, to give in, in Rome um, it's called Poetry in Times Like These. Um, and it's really about um, the, the importance of, of the word and, and of complex words, complex language um, in, in a world where language is very often politicised and simplified uh, and abused and turned into propaganda. And Martin, you begin by talking about the poets in Soviet Russia uh, who stood up to the Stalin, for instance. Yes, and uh, they all suffered. And uh, I'm, I'm also talking uh, about a, a, a Ukrainian poet and uh, a poet, who's, uh, a, a woman poet, uh, who's been locked up in um, Iran. Uh, you see, poetry uses words that they're most suggestive and, and precise. And... Uh, it's an antidote to the colossal lies uh, to which words can be put. Uh, for instance, what Putin calls uh, the invasion of Ukraine, a uh, 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 military exercise, or what the Germans called uh, the final solution. Those are the most colossal lies. And uh, the people who perpetrate them uh, are using language uh, in a dishonest way, and they're frightened of the word used properly. They're frightened of journalists and writers and poets because they speak truth to power. And, I mean, one of the images I think of with regard to poetry, um, I mean, poetry is no use, but it's of the most profound value. It really is we wouldn't be completely human uh, without poetry. And uh, uh, during the Holocaust, poetry kept uh, uh, people alive for a little bit longer. Scraps of poems were found in the ashes of Auschwitz. In other words, people who knew they were going to die tomorrow wrote poems. So that's the use of poetry. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about yourselves and about the exciting Edward Thomas Literary Festival coming up in Petersfield this week. We wish you all the best um, with your visit to Petersfield. I hope you have a lovely time. Yeah, thank you, thank very, you very much. much. Enjoy talking to you. And would you like to read um, one of your poems about Edward Thomas? Yeah, this is a poem called Edward Thomas's Poem. <clears throat> I couldn't make out the minuscule handwriting in the notebook the size of his palm, and crinkled like an origami quim 
a shell blast that stopped his pocket watch at death. I couldn't read the poem. From where he lay, he could hear the skylark's skyward exultation, a chaffinch to his left, fidgeting among the fallen branches, then all the birds of the western front. The nature poet turned into a war poet, as if he could cure death with the rub of a dock leaf. Many thanks to Michael and Edna Longley. Both will be appearing at the Edward Thomas Literary Festival in Petersfield this week. And that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to Jeremy Mitchell, Lewis Webb, Michael and Edna Longley, the Petersfield Museum, Noni Needs and Susie Wilde, as well as to our producer M. Sefton-Smith and the Shine Radio team. We end this week's Peapod with music from local band Fox Deluxe and their track Right In Front Of You. So from Joff and I and everyone at the Edward Thomas Study Centre this week, Bye! bye.
When you listen to Petersfield's Shine Radio, the children of Sheet Primary School will keep you on time. It's 16 minutes to 7. It's quarter past 5. Through the day, every day, their young voices keep Petersfield running like clockwork. It's 27 minutes to 12. It's half past 6. Shine Time is sponsored by Pickets and Purses for the timeless beauty of new and vintage jewellery in Petersfield. It's 29 minutes to 3. Shine Time, only from Petersfield's Shine Radio. Mm-hmm.